0: Why it is good to give thanks, Psalm 92 is our scripture reading, and in the NIV, it doesn't look like a thanksgiving song. The NIV is the translation that we normally use. It doesn't look like a thanksgiving psalm. If you put it on the first slide real quick, see it says, it is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name. A lot of translations say it is good to give thanks. And a lot of times in the Old Testament, you can translate praise and thanks sort of interchangeably. Um, This is a thanksgiving psalm. We're going to read it. I'd like your help for good parts of this psalm. Through verse 8, let's read it together. This is God's holy and infallible word. Please read with me. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night, to the music of the ten-stringed lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord! How profound your thoughts! The senseless man does not know. Fools do not understand. That though the wicked spring up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be forever destroyed. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. And then just listen for a few verses. For surely your enemies, O Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured upon me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. And then together to the end of the psalm. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Proclaiming. The Lord is upright, He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in Him. That's our scripture reading. How deep can we go this Thanksgiving Day? How deep can we go? Even people who call Thanksgiving Turkey Day, and thankfully I don't think that's been catching on, But even people who want to call Thanksgiving Turkey Day enjoy time with family and friends and eat lots of good food. As Christians, we definitely want to go deeper than that. We want to go deeper than the world and not just hang out with family and friends, but give thanks to God for family and friends. We want to give honor to the one who deserves all our praise. And I know that's why you've come to worship this morning to start out your Thanksgiving day. But I think we can go even deeper than that. There's more to this day than being thankful for all God's blessings in our lives. There's more to it than that. Trust me, I will be thankful to God for the turkey and stuffing that, Lord willing, I'll enjoy at my mom's in Michigan later today. But not all believers have food in abundance to enjoy. I'm so thankful for my wife, Sarah, but there comes a time when God calls your spouse to glory and you won't have each other anymore. I'm so very thankful for my work, my calling here. But not all of God's children have jobs all the time. I'm thankful for good health today. But then I was diagnosed with a serious health problem four years ago. I think you get what I'm saying. The blessings we so rightfully give thanks to God for can come and go. What then? Well, I think then and always we need to go where this psalm takes us. Psalm 92 takes us deeper. And you know where that deeper place is, right? In our thanksgiving. The psalm takes us to God. It is good to give thanks for all the blessings, but it is best to go deeper by giving thanks to God himself. And that's where God's Word is taking us today. First, it's good to give thanks according to Psalm 92, because of our God's unparalleled deeds. You make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord. What has he done? This Psalm doesn't get into the details of that, but the rest of Scripture tells us we see God's work in creation. He put the stars in their place, black holes, supernova, the planets, the mighty oceans. He knit each one of us together in our mother's womb, and so all of life is sacred because all of life is the created work of God. And God upholds his creation by his hand. This is what we call the doctrine of God's providence. God's loving care and provision for all things. Nothing happens by chance, but all of it comes to us from his fatherly hand. As incredible as those deeds are, the Bible tells us something even greater God's mighty deeds to save his people from their sin... The writer of the psalm would have known about that. He would have known how God rescued believing Noah and his family from the flood, how God called Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and their descendants to make for himself a people, how God rescued his people from slavery in Egypt, led them through the Red Sea on dry ground and into the promised land. He would have known, this psalmist, the promise of a Savior who would come in the fullness of time. And we know even more than this psalmist. We know that Jesus sent God. God sent Jesus as that Savior. We know Jesus' teachings, His miracles, His sacrifice on the cross, His resurrection from the dead, all for His people. We know that all who trust in the name of Jesus, for them there is hope, there is eternal life. We know that there is a salvation inheritance that will never spoil or fade, no matter how much or little stuff you have, no matter how much or little family and friends you have. And so we thank our awesome God today for his unparalleled deeds and works. And that's a deeper thanks. It's just a little deeper than thanks for the blessing of that awesome new TV. It's even deeper than thanks for a blessing of a warm home. Just a little deeper thanks. Secondly, we give thanks for God's promise of victory. This is those verses we read that just seem totally out of place to read on a holiday like today. I mean, this weekend we got Christmas lights to put up, we got Black Friday shopping to do, we got football games to watch, and then we got to listen to evildoers forever being destroyed and scattered and God's enemies perishing. And you know, there's a lot of stuff like that especially in the book of Psalms, that's an otherwise really enjoyable book. If we read a psalm like I think would be a great idea to do before or after your Thanksgiving meal later today, we would tend to skip over verses like those few in the middle of Psalm 92. But you know what? Those verses are reason for thanksgiving. It's telling us that sin... And evil are going to be taken care of. Those very real powers and principalities that are working overtime to harm God's church, to harm God's people, and who are working even to tempt you into sin. Who are working even to discourage you with the troubles of life. That's going to end. There is terrible wickedness in this world. But God will defeat wickedness. That's what these verses are telling us. And so we give thanks because of the certain victory of our God won through Jesus' death and resurrection. History will end with God winning. And even now today, you and I can experience his victory in our lives through the Holy Spirit in us when we belong to Jesus And you know what, that's just a little bit deeper reason for thanks than thankfulness if the bears get the victory later today. Just a little deeper. Third, we give thanks for God's majestic character. The center of the psalm is verse 8. And usually the center of a psalm, many times the very center verse of a psalm is key. Here, the center is short and simple. It's verse 8. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. You see, that's where the psalmist wants us to go. That's where he wants us to look. You, O Lord, are exalted forever. And this is a statement about the character of our God. Who is our God? Well, he's the highest being of all. He's unlike anything else in the universe. He has always been, and He always will be. He reigns over all things, and He will reign forever. He has all the power and the might. The last verse of the psalm says, The Lord is upright. He's not only almighty, He is morally perfect. His character has no flaws. We talk about character flaws. We've all got them. We wish we didn't have those character flaws. There's only one who doesn't. It's our God. His character is perfect. He's pure. He's holy. He's right. He is true. And we belong to this awesome God So we give thanks for God's majestic character, for who he is. And that's a little deeper thanksgiving than being grateful for your pumpkin pie later today. But I'm going to be thankful for that pumpkin pie. I tell you, I am. And we should be. But we've got some deeper reasons to give thanks when we focus it on God. According to this psalm, this deeper reason for thanksgiving leads us, as God's people, to flourishing, thriving. Verse 10. You have exalted my horn. What horn? It's a strange thing. You see it more often in the Psalms in the Bible. For Middle Eastern people used to sheep and other herd animals The horn on an animal was a symbol of strength and power. So you have exalted my horn means that God lifts up his people. He gives us strength. Verse 12, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Palm trees are straight. They're tall, they're majestic, and they're beautiful against the backdrop of a clear blue sky and a dry, harsh desert. We, as God's people, can stand like that in the midst of this world. Those who have a very shallow idea of what it is to flourish in life will try to say that flourishing here has to do with having plenty of money or a big house or a nice car or it has to do with good health. If you never grasp those deeper reasons to give thanks, you might mistakenly go there. But someone who truly flourishes is someone who puts their trust in the Lord. It's someone who, through Jesus, has a peace with God. And that peace with God, because of the atonement of Jesus, fills our hearts and lives. It extends to the relationships around us. Flourishing is living in that peace that passes understanding, loving God above all and our neighbor as Jesus loved us. I think verse 14 is pretty cool. They will still bear fruit in old age. I think the psalm adds still because I think it's not a given in this world that people are still bearing fruit in old age. But with the Lord, you do. None of us is perfect. We don't flourish as much as we'd like to. The old nature creeps into our lives. Thank the Lord for Jesus who cleanses us and in whom there is forgiveness but with many decades of knowing this god that the bible tells us about our older members and we have wonderful older members at faith our older members can lead the way in bearing fruit they are the pillars of god's people their experience and wisdom flow down to the next generations their words bless everyone they know more than any of the rest of us of the Lord's faithfulness in life and how it's not about the outward things which can fade and pass away, but it's about the Lord, His deeds, His victory, His character. They know how to keep us focused as a church on the deep matters of the faith and away from the superficial things we can get fixated on. May our older members continue to lead us with a deep love for God radiating from them as we see and as we experience their encouragement among us, their patience, their kindness, their joy. Not just our older members, but all of us will thrive in life when we know God's unparalleled deeds, his promised victory, his majestic character, more and more and more through Jesus Christ. Why is it good to give thanks like we are this morning? Because of our blessings? Sure. But much more so, much more so because of our God. May we go deep this thanksgiving and every day and praise him for him more than anything else.